Today we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse 14. But before we get to reading that verse, I want to ask you a question that I had to ask myself today. Do you hide behind low expectations? Did I even bother to ask the question? And are you so full of assumptions that I don't even pray about it anymore? Part of this comes from my Sunday sermon for church. The title of the sermon was, Did I Ask? We've been having to do a lot of home church here lately due to COVID and just other family-related things. And the pastor we listened to, the question he gave was, did I ask? And he went on to explain that, you know, how God asked, you know, when Jesus was on the earth, he asked 307 questions. It was actually something I did not know. And it's debatable. I looked at it about how many questions he actually answered. But the most I ever got out of anybody was eight. Most people said he only legitimately answered three questions from people. Like flat out answered them. So if you're not feeling answered tonight or this morning whenever you're getting this, there's a good reason for that apparently because when Jesus was here in bodily form, he apparently asked more questions than he answered. But the sermon did touch me because I'm honestly at a place in my life, and you may be too. COVID has taken its toll on my family, just like every other American family. And Just like so many American families, we are at a state in my home where I keep looking for jobs constantly. I've yet to find one. Money is becoming an issue in my home. Worry is becoming an issue in my home. And depression is honestly becoming an issue for me because I feel very lost And I finally had to shut social media down just because I became so lost that looking at social media made it worse because the world is becoming a place that I already knew was slipping away from the gospel. But getting on social media just, I guess it makes it more real. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should ignore that or not embed yourself in it. But when you're already in a place of sadness... I think the worst thing you can do is turn on social media because it will just pile it on for you. So yesterday I listened to a sermon titled, Did I Ask? Did I ask God? Did I ask the question? There's this uh, artist I listened to And as soon as the guy gave this title of the message, I 
directly diverted. I don't know if you're one of those people. I'm kind of ADD, I guess you could say, where I just slip off sometimes and, and I'll be listening to a sermon and he'll say something and I'll, you know, I just want to snap my fingers real quick and click. Um, I'm on someone else's network while staring at someone else. And there's a guy I listen to that's a musical artist and one of the lyrics that's always stood out for me, in fact, I, I screenshotted it one time that said, uh, you know, people expect perfection, but they don't want you to ask the questions. But how are you supposed to know the answer if you don't ask the questions? And that lyric has always got to me because I thought that was so true. You know, especially in a Christian world, we expect perfection from our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, from our pastors, from our worship leaders, from people like me that that um, are in ministry and everything else. And it seems like so many people come to us to ask their questions, and then we pray with them, and we search our Bible for other people, but we rarely get to ask other people questions. And it also impacted me in another way that I have not stopped my prayer life with God. I never stopped it, but I know as well as you know, if we're all being real, we have our times of what I call real in-depth prayer with God. And then we have our times of surface prayer. And... I will admit that there's been a lot of surface prayer coming out of my mouth here lately. And it's not because I don't want to talk to God. I just am at a place where I honestly feel like I don't have anything else to say. I feel stuck in these walls of my house never knowing how anything's going to go, feeling defeated in so many ways because I'm like, okay, God, I did what you asked me to do. I know that I did, and yet here I am, and this isn't where I thought I was going. This isn't how I thought I would feel. Um... Because when I first did what God asked, I felt really relieved. Like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm, I'm going to give up my job. I'm going to, I don't care if we have to move. I don't care. I was so excited. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I've learned over the years and should have known that just because I have a time limit or scale or however I go about determining when things should happen... God's timetable is not mine. And although internally I know that, I for some reason want to put this timetable on God as to when he can answer. And if I'm jumping around, you'll just have to jump with me. Because I really want you to get the most out of this podcast. I do this for you, hoping that something from my life or something that God's revealed to me can help you, but I also want you to realize that it helps me too. 
It's an outlet for me. Because I feel like God puts so much in me. Have you ever felt like that? That God puts so much in you? And you just wanted to let it out to the world. But you were so afraid of what the world would say. Or say you did let it out. Which I have done so many times. But it wasn't what you thought. So you took that chance. You took that leap. You let it out. It wasn't what you thought. And so you kind of go back into your hole of okay maybe I was wrong maybe what I thought God said was wrong and then sometimes we get in the habit of well did we even ask him God did did I do what you wanted me to do and and all of that so as I dug deeper into the pastor's comments about did you ask the questions I started um, going back to something I had been doing for years. But for some reason, this last year, I, I just quit. One day, I really do want to get it all off my chest to the world. And I am writing a book that one day maybe I'll get to share with you to bring my story to the world but I had a very painful past and I tucked that past away for a very very long time and when I say a long time I'm talking things that happened when I was just a child into adulthood and things like that and Probably for at least a decade, one day it hit me that, because I've always loved to write, and this is what I mean about the writers and the non-writers, so if you're not a writer, um, you may have to communicate a different way, but I I found that I was journaling a lot back then. But I decided to do something more useful with my journaling. And I thought, you know what? It's God. If God can hear me praying out loud. And, so, and you know when we're in the churches, we don't usually open our mouths to pray. We have our mouths closed. And we subconsciously pray to God and believe that He hears us. So I decided one day, <laughs> God can read. I mean, I really had to have that epiphany and I was like um God can read and then I thought how cool would it be for one to not only pray to God but you know how sometimes you get lost in your thoughts when you're praying because I know I'm I'm a squirrel <laughs> I mean one wrong noise or anything and God and I are just on this track and then all of a sudden I am thinking about what I want for lunch the next day and I don't know why but there's something about having to to physically take a pen and paper and write out prayers because I knew that I had to concentrate for that and I knew that God was listening because you have to think And sometimes when I'm alone, I would speak the prayer out loud and I would always say, Dear God, 
like I was writing him a letter. And for over 10 years, it may be longer than that, I began to write prayer journals instead of just journals about, hey, today this was my life and blah, blah, blah. I still wrote those little. I began to write prayer journals. But in reality, when I was writing those prayer journals, it was in hope that one day I would look back on the journals and I would see all the things that God had brought me through that I prayed for. What a cool concept, right? Except when sometimes it kind of brought me back to a place of depression and sadness. And this is what I mean by that. When I started asking myself the question, did I ask? Did you ask God? You know, did you ask God about your situation? Are you fully asking God? And so this evening, I literally picked up one of my old prayer journals. It wasn't even a full one. It was one of my small ones. And I started reading back way back. In fact, I think that I was in, not not way, way far back, but I think I was in 2015 at the time. And I started reading there, and then I went, I, then I went further back to 2013. And don't get me wrong, there were things that God had definitely brought me through, some big, big, big things. But one thing I could not help but notice was how depressed I seemed to be a lot during those years. And that wasn't even the whole prayer journal. It was just probably the last five years worth, I would guess, that I got to read. And then just parts and pieces. And I would get to those prayers, and I would in those prayers... They all were different in some contexts, and some would bring up my mother's health or whatever, but there still was this wearisome person constantly asking God to take away a burden. And like I said, I had plenty of burdens back then to be taken away from. And so then I became sad again. Because I thought, here I am, it is 2020, and yes, a lot has changed in my life. A lot of the things that were hurting me and scarring me, they left. I've learned a lot through all those experiences, learned a whole lot. My understanding of God's Word has grown. And there were a lot of changes that were positive, but for some reason, I could only hone in on that one thing that, by goodness, I am so sad all the time, and I have constantly asked God for years now, I mean years, not just one or two or three, I'm talking about years, to please take this depression, this this sadness, this worrisomeness, this um, 
feeling that I'm never really accomplishing the goals he wants, constantly feeling like a failure. I saw the pattern over and over in me, asking God, open my eyes, let me see, help me to be stronger, get me out of this. I'm sad, I'm sad. I don't know how many times I said I was sad. And then I became sad about the fact that Wow, really, this is 2020, and you should be so much stronger in your faith. And maybe that's your problem, is because you just can't seem to snap out of this. But then I realized something from another entry I had put in, because among the entries of my prayer journal, sometimes I write in sermon notes. And from a completely different sermon from years ago that didn't have anything to do with yesterday's sermon, a preacher that I don't even know who said this said, do you hide behind low expectations? And then there was another one that I had to ask myself. Are you so full of assumptions that you don't even pray about it anymore? And so that's where I want to take you right now with me. Because I don't know where you're at. You may be in a very good place right now. Things may be going great for you. You may not can relate to this. But I know that over time, when someone has dealt with hurt repeatedly, what do we assume? We assume that everyone's going to hurt us, or we assume that we will never get out of that place, or if you're like me, the world is a constant high and low, high and low. You'll see something great and wonderful and beautiful, and then all of a sudden, you're taken back. You're high on the mountaintop, and then something happens and you're now in the valley. Sometimes you're in the valley and you don't even know it, which those are the most disturbing moments, by the way, when you are so low and you cannot figure out why. Because honestly, I know what some people would say right now listening to this. She has no faith. She doesn't believe in Jesus Christ the way she was. She's worrying, which indicates she has no faith, which is so far from the truth. The truth is is what has discouraged me so much is that I do love Jesus Christ so much. I do know what his word says. I do believe what he's asked me to do, that I am doing it. I do believe he has a plan, but for some reason, there's this programming in my mind that assumes the worst because I have done it all my life. I read prayer after prayer, and I probably could have spent all night reading them if I chose to, of ups and downs, but so much consistency of never 
feeling adequate enough in where I was with God. And then as I read back and as I'm talking to you, I don't really know if I was truly weary because I was sinning or any of that because most of the prayers weren't indicating that. It was something I assumed for myself. So, what is my point to you this evening? Is, do we stop asking God to help us because we're so tired of asking for help? Do we get so stuck in our sadness and our past and our hurts that we assume that that's the lot in life that we have? And do you hide behind low expectations? That's a hard one for me. It's a hard truth for me. Because I'm a person that, as much as I hate it, I'm a person that gives grace to everyone but myself. In fact, I have a friend who is a mentor to me, but he's also a Christian counselor. And he has told me more than one occasion that one of my biggest problems in life is that I had grace for everyone else except myself. Are you a self-punishing person? And the reason I wanted to get this off my chest today is because I have recorded two podcasts in the last few days and erase them both because they just didn't mean that much to me because of how I've been feeling. I felt like I'm in a sad place in my life right now and I don't know how to be inspiring because I'm one of those people that I can't be fake. I just can't be fake. I'm a person that... um, has been isolating myself for quite a long time right now because of the fact that I don't want to be fake. I hate putting on fake smiles for people, but I also help, um, I hate being the Debbie Downer, as people call it. So I isolate. But I had to ask myself that question, and I, I want you to, if you're in a place right now in your life, A place of a standstill, I'm going to call it, where you are just throwing your hands up and you're not mad at God. You see, that's the thing. I'm not mad at God. But where you're just mad at yourself because you feel like you are just missing the mark somehow. Somewhere along the way, you have just missed the mark of whatever you're supposed to be doing. Or you are just frustrated now because you feel like you're doing everything that God wants you to do. 
and you were really excited to do it, but you found yourself empty when you thought you would feel full. That's where our assumptions come in and our expectations come in. And that's when our prayers become generic because we feel like we've already asked God this forever. And when I looked back on all my prayer journals this evening, I thought to myself, well, I've just been praying that prayer for so long. And I think I'm just tired. But I also learned something else yesterday in that sermon. When you hear a no, that's not the time that you just stop. And I think that happens to a lot of us. We pray. And some of us are really patient. Really. I, I Some people, now you'll get some people that they'll pray for something and, and they put a time limit on it with God. And if that doesn't happen immediately, they're like, all right, plan B, that must have not been God's will. It might have very well been God's will. You're just too impatient to wait for it. But sometimes when... Things don't, you know, we pray for something and we pray for it really hard. I remember praying and fasting for things and just being so sincere and feeling nothing. And then getting so upset because I had taken the time to fast and pray and meditate on God's word and still it just seemed like the answer was no. Whether it be that I was just asking for wisdom or whatever, I felt nothing. But then that pastor yesterday said something that hit me again. He said, when you hear no, you don't just stop. You just say, okay, God, what next? You don't just say, no doesn't mean stop. No means next. Now that next may be, wait a little longer. That next may be, I don't want you doing this. I have something else. But so many times after that no is given, or that pause is, or what we think is a no is given, when we think that our request has been denied is given, we automatically shut that prayer down and go to something else. Or we hunker down into our depression and our sadness And I know right now it is, if you are already suffering from depression, isolation, and sadness already when COVID came, it hoffened that even more. But I was reading through the prayer journal. I was reading through those notes from yesterday's sermon. And then it led me to Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm just going to read, starting in verse 14. 
And it says, For this reason I kneel before the Lord, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth drives its names. I'm sorry, derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ. And then verse 19 says, And to know this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I read that verse and hear the crackling. It's my Bible. I'm not a professional here. Paul's saying, I pray that you be rooted and established in love. That you may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high the deep. love of Christ is how the depths of his love is see I was so upset because I felt like I'm just going in circles there's a, a another artist I listen to and he actually have a, has a song called circles and it says It's like my life, it's just in circles. I try to move forward, but I'm still in reverse still. And I always related to that song because I know that it relates to so many of us. We do these things, we try to push forward. Something bad comes, we deal with it, we push it down, We pray to God again, and we try to move forward. And it gets so discouraging when we find ourselves back down again, not able to lift ourselves up. Or when it used to be so much easier to lift ourselves up a lot more quickly, it seems like it's taking us a lot longer to get up on our feet again once we've been knocked down. And that knockdown may not be... Um, from any particular source. It could be anything. That knockdown could be from someone else's doing. That knockdown could be from losing your job. That knockdown could be from worrying about your kids. It could be um, a health, something's wrong with your health, and you just feel like every time you get good news, bad news comes, or or you may not ever get any good news. And it's all bad, and you keep praying, and... It's like, God, where are you? But then you go back to that. Did I ask? Did I ask God again? He says to pray without ceasing. So I'm sad again. I'm back in a place that I didn't want to be in. A place I thought that I'd worked so hard to get myself out of. But does that excuse me from asking God again? 
We have to keep coming back to God. And once I realized what I've been doing, I got my pen out. And for the first time in a year, guys, a year, I wrote a prayer to God. It sounded so similar to the others. But I had questions I needed to ask him. I needed comfort I needed him to give me. Because I had to admit to myself that I was a person that hid behind low expectations. That's the sad truth for so many of us is that just like Ephesians says, he tells us to pray so that we would be rooted and established in love and that love is Christ. But some of us fail to really deeply pray for things because we already have an expectation of how it's going to turn out. And I'm no exception to that rule. I am a self-hatred person. And it's hard for me to admit that because the Christian community doesn't accept that. The Christian community flips out if a person that is of ministry status of any kind, or if you even say you're a Christian, you don't even have to be in ministry like I am. You can simply say you're a Christian and state that you are a self-hating person or that you're dealing with depression or you have anxieties or all this, and all of a sudden um, you are chastised for it and people don't realize it but it's it's well you just need to connect with God you just need to do this and not realizing that maybe that person has been maybe that person's been reaching out to God for the same thing for years and years and years and years but yet he has not removed that thorn he has not removed that stigma. He has not removed that illness. He has not removed that financial situation. He has not removed that depression, that anxiety, or whatever it is you're facing. But what I want you to get from all of this back and forth is that you can't stop praying. Even the faintest prayers, we cannot stop praying and asking the questions. If you don't understand what you're going through, ask God. You may not like the answer. If you're going through something horrible and you just want God to snap his fingers and take it away, hey, he might. And he may say, my grace is sufficient for you. Keep going. But I realized tonight that it wasn't me just because like I said I'm a I have a self-hatred thing it's a defense mechanism I think I learned as a child that if I went ahead and made myself feel bad about myself like 
I don't need anybody to tell me what's wrong with me. I'm that kind of person because whatever you've got coming, I've already dished it to myself. Is anybody out there like that? I am. I am a person that picks my own self apart. So if you have something to say, it's probably not anything that I'm not already going to tell you I feel about myself. I'm not saying it's a good quality. It's a quality I learned growing up. It was my way of um, preparing for any kind of emotional abuse that would happen to me because I guess in my mind back then, I assumed that if I already pick out all the bad parts of me when someone else comes at me with it, well, I've already self-sabotage you could call it that too I'm a self-sabotaging person where you know and that's where that do you hide behind low expectations do we forget that when we pray that we have power that we forget to grasp how long and high and deep the love of Christ is for us. Do we live off assumptions from our past that there aren't really any better days ahead? guys and girls whoever's listening if you sense me rambling part of me is because it's confusing in the waiting period it's confusing to think is this God or me when you look back like I just did and think, I've been doing this all my life and I'm getting the same results. It's, it's all my fault anyways. It's, it's pointless. Or maybe that's just the devil trying to make you think, why waste your time? You're never going to get better. You thought you were following God, but you were wrong. If God really cared for you, he'd answer the questions or you're irrelevant to God. I've even had those thoughts that maybe I'm just not as relevant to God as I thought. I mean, he doesn't need me. I'm just a person on this earth with no status at all of importance. So it's not like God needs me. He doesn't need any of us. So, you know, I start to do that. And so my prayer life reflects that because I'm already expecting that I'm not going to get an answer. I'm already expecting that because of my past history, that there is no good coming my way. To the fact that the only time I really pour pour myself in into something are my kids, where I find myself actually saying these words that all I care about is that I serve God and that my kids turn out to be happy and healthy and God just take me home and I thought for a while 
hey, that's a good prayer. That's a selfless prayer right there. I just, just God take care of my kids and just, just keep destroying me. It's fine. I can deal with it. I, apparently, I'm just going to live with sadness all of my life. And that's the lot in life. And guys, that's pathetic. That's pathetic. That's not who God made you to be. God doesn't want me to just sit here and write prayers for my children. Yes, they're important. But I'm alive and I'm breathing. And for a long time, I have let my past and the assumptions that came with it affect my prayer life, affect how I thought God saw me. And in this time of isolation that I've been in, away from people and church and community and and all of that, it's made me sink even further into believing that my assumptions are right, that I'm stuck here. But then you go back to the question, Who told you you were stuck there? Did you even bother to ask? I hope and pray that if you're anywhere near getting this or you're living in this right now, don't stop praying. Don't live off of assumptions from low expectations, from past experiences, or because you thought it was going to go one way, but it didn't, or the time frame that you thought was not God's time frame, and you became sad over time, feeling that whatever that that is that's burdening your heart was never going to be answered by God. He was never going to show you. Did you ask? Or did you assume? Because of low expectations. I want to thank you all for continuing to join me and build this podcast. And please feel free to message me any comments you have, any ways I can do better. I'm not a professional. So sometimes there's crackling noises on here or me turning my Bible. This isn't some big show for the world to see. It's just a humble servant that goes through things like any normal human. But sometimes when we put that Christian label on there, it's so easy for me and I'm sure others to want to hunker down in our shell and not let the world see that we hurt too, that we lose faith too, that we lose faith in ourselves, we lose faith in our abilities, and that some of us just downright assume that our past is like a lifelong sentence, whether we deserved it or not, that it's just the lot we have in life, that we don't even bother to ask God the questions anymore that we don't even take the time to ask the only one who can answer the questions. 
what it is that our heart desires and what it is that our heart yearns for. So I pray that for you tonight. And I'm going to actually end with a prayer, which is something I have not done on my podcast. So God, I just ask right now as I'm saying this podcast, and I don't know who's listening, and it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are glorified in this, and that through my weakness, God, that you make me stronger, and I pray that you make these listeners stronger. I pray if anyone's going through anything right now, God, bouts of depression, hardships, if they're going through self-doubt, if they're not praying to you and coming to you the way that they should, Lord, that you would be with them and guide them, God. Help us to learn how to pray to you, to teach us, God, to be reliant on you. And even when we hear nothing, when everything seems so silent in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives, when everything seems to just be at a standstill of sadness, I pray, God, that you would just put your hands on us and on our hearts and let us know that you're there guiding us every step of the way. I pray, God, that you reach someone today through this message, that they know that they're not alone. I pray, Lord, that you would help those that can't help themselves. And I pray, God, that we don't assume anything anymore that we don't take the gifts you've given us by being able to communicate with you because of your son Jesus Christ through prayer, God, that we neglect the ability to speak with you freely this way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.